from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome inside episode 28 of On the Board. I'm Colby McKee. Across from me, Lance Dahl. That intro took five minutes He's, to fucking record. They don't know that. Well, now they do. Stop. Man, that took a long Lance, time. Lance, you're so upset right now already. <laughs> How are we supposed to do an hour list with the face that you have on right now? That voice you just heard, Corey Pekoskis? Hey, man. Oh, what's going good. on? I'm, I'm, are you happy? Us too. We got this, Hey, man. we're just practicing our intros. Whatever. Yeah. Hey. Lance, We've you- done 28 of them. We don't need to practice. Practice. Obviously, I do. <laughs> Obviously, Corey was going to take a shot at it, but then he thought better of it. I didn't know what to say. Coming up, he'll do another one. Um, Busy show tonight. Lots to talk about. We'll start locally, as we always do. Messinat Tigers, a tale of two halves of the week. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because the the Tuesday-Wednesday games against, uh, who do they play? Saskatoon and... Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Riding high, baby. Went uh, swimmingly. Yeah, they scored 18 total goals in the 19, game. 19. 19. I'm, I'm selling them short. Yeah. Um, a lot of hat tricks sure. that occurred in those first few games. Yeah. Uh, McNabb against his former team. Then we had two in the same game, Chizowski and Kemp. Yeah. That's pretty nice. That's good. And then uh, the weekend hit, and it almost was like Christmas break time. <laughs> and uh, they, they lost 7-1 to Edmonton at home, their last game before the Christmas break. Lots to uh, you know to think about here, and uh, I mean it's it's nice to get Garen was great to uh, to start the week, and then uh, Fredette was there on Friday had a little bit of a hiccup, but then uh, yeah. Here's the thing: this isn't going to be nice. Garen was not great he at was, all this week. Well, at all, he gave up three, and then he gave up four, and then he gave up a truckload against Edmonton. Okay. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, well, did you watch the game? His it, well, all I need to know is his goals against is over three all of a sudden. But I mean, the well, team scoring three. team scored nineteen goals. I know, but then they also give up seven, and they give up six to Red Deer, and it's hard to really dive into how you can judge it because, I mean, they don't have Mads, mm-hmm. and so it's hard to really know. But I mean, since the deal was made, like the couple deals that have been made, things are not good on the back end. Okay. There's a lot of goals they're giving up. Like, yeah, it's great when you score 11, then you score 8, but you're not going to be doing that every game this season. That's not what championship teams do? No, and I get you're close to the to the Christmas break. That plays a, far, a part in the two. I understand that, but it's just like, ugh, that's not good. It, it's, it's, it's concerning to me to give up 5, and then 3, and then 4, and then 6, and then 7. Mm-hmm. Like, those are a lot of goals. <laughs> That's a lot of goals to be giving up on a nightly basis. It's a lot of pressure on your offense as well to uh, to keep up with that defensive lapse, let's say. And uh, but it's just that's it, not even pressure on the offense. That's not what it is at all. It's the team not playing defense, like at, at, even a little bit. And I mean, like like I said, you can run teams out of the rink by by scoring eight and eleven, but I, it was a, a little. Concerning to see the uh, the eight four against PA right like giving up four isn't good but then to give up six and then follow that with seven like that's that, that's not a good way to go into the Christmas break it's just not yeah no I mean <laughs> I mean like I'm, I'll call it how it is it's yeah. not good no it, it's not at all and I know that when when Mads gets back that'll help but you, you can't sugarcoat the fact that this team all of a sudden 
has not played in their own end. No. And and they're giving up shorthanded goals out the wazoo, and there's no structure in their own end. It's just, it's it's weird. Yeah, the shorties are definitely a cause for concern. That can't happen. Two in one game. Like, <laughs> well, no, yeah, that can't. Two, it was two in the same period, let's be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. We knew the problems with that the power play. That's yeah. going to happen sometimes. Yeah, uh, true. Well, I think, you know, we're finding out that we're not... Uh, we're not superhuman and that uh, we are mortal and we, we got some weaknesses. But, uh, I mean, still four and three with Mads gone, I'd, I'd take that. Oh, that's not bad. Um, no. I would have taken two and two and two this week. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I understand there are some some concerns, but there has been a lot of movement. There has been mm-hmm. guys are still trying to get to figure, figure it out. But uh, if you look at it, too, like we put up eight against the defending championship or defending champions who aren't a rebuilding team. They are right there again. Yeah. Um, we put up 11 against Saskatoon, who is a 500 team that's third in their division. Um, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're doing all right. Are you like being the optimistic Right. Guy? Well, Prince Albert is going to look the exact same. Like, they are first Prince, in their division, and they, they just gave up eight. shit division. Well. Like, let's just call it what it is. The East sucks. Are we calling it what it is, Lance, yeah. today? The East division sucks. Yeah? Okay. It's not good. And so... <laughs> Like I, and I've said that I think the Tigers are better than than the Prince Albert Raiders. And I think we've all kind of come to an agreement that they somewhat are. Yeah, and yep. we're better than the Red Deer Rebels. And You're right, but I would that, take us over the Edmonton Oilers. I'd take us over anybody in this league. But then that's also the issue is that they're giving up so many goals mm-hmm. over the past few games. And I understand like Garen's young, and part of that is tough for a 17 year old to come in and play night after night after night. Uh, in a team that's a little bit in flux with a bunch of movement. I get that. But at the end of the day, you got to go out and win the games you got to win. Yep, and they didn't do that. Right. And well, not against Red Deer, no. No. I mean, right. they picked well, up and, two before. And Edmonton, too, right? Like, yeah. If we're calling it what it is, you know, we should have beat Edmonton at home. I think we're calling a lot of break. things what it is. We've, right. we've used that phrase a lot in the last eight minutes. <laughs> hey, hey, we're just calling it what it is. Yeah. It is what it is, I mean, We're just calling it how we no, see it. <laughs> but uh, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. I mean, we, we kind of, wheels came off the uh, off the wagon last night. We kind of got a little chippy. Um, some things you don't really want to see as a team, but we're going to grow. Yeah. Um, I think this this break is is much needed right now. Guys are going to go home. Um, yeah, because I think I mean if you're riding really high going into the Christmas break, you're going to come back two weeks after playing hockey thinking, oh, you know, who are these guys? You know, let's just let's just go kill everybody, and you might not have the right mentality. So, you know, I'm going to be the optimist. Yeah, I think I, I'm we, glad you we, are. We is good. I and I'm not I'm not panicking by any no. means. No, but I'm saying no. like you're the reality is yeah, yeah it's a we definite just, concern to be just leaking goals right like if there was a panic button in the studio none of us are pushing no, it right now no it's no. not not that bad but no. it's just it's also not that good it's just not good to be heading into the christmas break when when you lose that mentality that you lost back-to-back games right? exactly like both in the division one where you got ran out of the rink in red deer for 40 minutes and then pieced together what looks like a close score line but and it then, wasn't well for most of it right it just wasn't there yeah and then to uh to come home last game before you head out and uh, lay I an mean, egg. Yeah, that's that's what it is. You you kind of you get absolutely punished mm-hmm. by uh, by by Edmonton, and it's just like I, I don't. <clears throat> I was just pulling this up quick. Yeah, but just looking at because when I looked at the team stats, just like kind of going through the numbers, their power play is like the best in the league, Still. which is which yep. is not surprising k- given the. I mean the the scoring that they've done this season and the players they have on the power play, but then the penalty kill 
is in the bottom like half. It's 16th of, of 22 teams. Okay. Which is not great. Nope. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter what league you're playing in. Special teams are huge. And like if you can rank in at least the top half in special teams uh, on both sides of the puck, that puts you in a great spot moving into playoffs. You see that in the NHL all the time with teams that have great special teams end up winning games. And uh, for the most part, uh, Tigers are, are there on the power play, but the penalty kill at 76.3% right now. Yep. Um, granted, the only two shorthanded goals they gave up were, so far this season was against were in that Red same Deer. game. <laughs> so, like, that's a good thing. But to only be killing uh, penalties, or uh, two shorthanded goals for, rather, uh, but to only be killing at 76%, just not, uh, not ideal, given the list of teams below them are Moose Jaw, Prince George, Swift, Winnipeg, Lethbridge, and Seattle. In, in no particular order, but yeah, just uh, a little bit of, of concern on that end. Well, they got some time to think about this, like you mentioned. They're yeah. back in the break. Uh, they're back on the ice on the 27th. I was just had it there in my hand. They are in Swift Current on Friday the 27th, back home against the Hitmen on the 28th. So yeah. uh, looking to right the ship after the Christmas break. Home against the Hitmen, then we go and play the Hitmen, and then we're home against the Hitmen. Oh, re- right, it yeah. WHL skeleton. Is it really? <laughs> I think, oh, wow. on, let me pull this up. I think Edmonton plays, oh, uh, no, what is it? Something good? I want to say Calgary or Edmonton plays Swift four times in about two weeks, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it's, I mean, but that's, you know, same division. Right. kind of makes sense, but... Uh, that is one yeah. thing that the Tigers, speaking of scheduling, that's a nice thing that they have is at the back end of their schedule this season Yep, is fairly soft last three weeks of the year. So I'm looking at it now. So the Edmonton, we've, you're looking at the top of the, of the league going down. Edmonton Oil Kings, we'll play them six times. We've already played them three times. Right. So we got to do the same. Kay. We've played our game against Everett. We've yep. played a game against Portland, which yep. is two and three. We've played our game against Kamloops, who's number five. Yep. We still got to play some Lethbridge a couple tr- more times there in six. We've played Prince Albert two out of four times. Um, we've, you know, at least in the, on the West Coast, we've got all the hard yeah. teams out of the way. I mean, not saying that there's easy teams in this league, but, you know, definitely those top Teams. They're not we, as good. Yeah, we've, <laughs> yeah. Got those, we've got those those top let's teams. Tell, the Everett how it is. Just yeah. call it how it is, Colby. You're right. Just call it how it is. That's the theme. <laughs> yeah, call it how it is. Um, but I mean, how would you guys? How do you guys think uh, about? You know, we're halfway through. Um, I mean, I, I like where we're at. We're fourth in the league so far. There's still some more games before the Christmas break, but second in that division. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm liking where we're at right now. Yeah, considering the difficulty of their schedule in the first half, like letter grade, like A minus. Yeah, like. And it would probably be an A if the last two games just didn't happen the way they did. Yeah, no, we talked about it on our our chat. Like, me personally, I don't, I didn't see the consistency and the, I guess, just the explosion of this offense that I was expecting prior to the season starting. And so I'm I'm happily surprised, and I 100% agree. Like, they are a contender. The move (laughs) they've made the last couple weeks, and even, you know, the Galvis move earlier in the season, they have put themselves in a terrific spot to do amazing things mm-hmm. uh, later on this spring. So take this break while you get it, boys, because you're expected to probably do some big things coming up. Yeah, yeah. And the nice thing is that they're still dominating third periods. Like They are, yeah. They're, they're still absolutely running teams in the third. We see, yeah, even in Red Deer. That Red right? Deer was 16-1? Yeah. to yeah. yeah. Something like that? Yeah, shots, shots were ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. And um, so... We just didn't have the magic to, to pull it out, but yeah, we outscored them 4-1 to one with their empty netter in that uh, in that third period. Yeah. Haven't um, lost a game when they're leading after two. Really? That's a mm-hmm. big stat. Damn. 14-0. and 0. 
hey that's pretty that's pretty good hey let's just play for 40 minutes (laughs) that's not the solution at all done in the first two and you're probably going to win the third but a a big part of that is because they're so dominant in the third when they are up after two it's it's almost impossible for teams to try and claw back at them because they just have so much depth and and energy to roll through games um some other stuff like like 15 and one when they score the first goal Mm. so they they've scored the first goal 16 times this year they've given up the first goal 17 times. Mm. So they're basically split right down the middle so far there. So you've been a little bit hard on the defense uh, earlier in the show, So, but that would be yeah, something <laughs> that would be something good, right? We get the lead or yeah. we have the lead going into the third period, we can shut it down. Like that is a really good thing to say about our defense. Part of that is because they score the shit out of teams. Well, hey, that is part there's of nothing it. wrong being up three or four goals going into the third, but right. we've had some close ones. Yeah, but I mean, the, this season there's been a lot more lopsided games than than we've seen in yep. recent memory. Like, right. I mean, I think they've scored double digits twice this season. Mm-hmm. They've been up there, like, just nightly goals. Like, they're scoring five, six plus a night. If they don't score more than three or four, I, I that's when I'm like, whoa, this is not a, a good like, game. it feels weird, right? It feels so weird to not see at least right. a four or five spot on the board. And that's the weird thing, like, the moving forward, and like you said, it's only half the season done, so it's not a huge concern, but... A conversation needs to come up at some point where can this team win two, one, three, two games? Yeah, playoff type hockey. Do they have? Can, can they win those games as well? Because they've proven a lot that they can win with big score lines, but like we just haven't seen many, many tighter score lines. Like you said, when they don't score over three or four a night, then you're like, well, what the hell's going on? Yeah, Colby, I, and I, I think that's fair. But at the same time, they're going to have to prove through the second half, which admittedly might be a little bit tough considering they've got a lot of tough opponents out of the way already this year but can they win those those one goal games those close ones um dang and i can't remember was it saskatoon the the comeback that they the tigers had in the third period that was red deer um no oh, yeah, no sorry. not it was a home this, game this year yeah it was maybe a couple of weeks ago okay and they scored about three goals in about two minutes to oh, just completely portland. flip the game was that portland I want to say I, Portland. That sounds well, that, familiar. We were down like 2-1, and then Kemp scored, and then Baker scored four seconds later. Was that the one you're thinking? No, no. Not mm-hmm. the one where he scored from center ice. That was that was the game that Baker scored from center <laughs> oh, ice. Oh, sorry. Think, it right? was Saskatoon. You yeah. were right. Saskatoon. Yep. Because there's McNabb's, his first time against his old team. I just remember yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. uh, but they, like that's the kind of games that were promising because it was they were battling the entire night. They were almost getting none of the bounces and then find a way to win and start rallying. Those are the kinds of games that I'd like to see down the road. Like, I mean, obviously you'd rather just win seven, eight, one, but it'll be interesting in the second half if they can win these like one goal games, get on the right side of them Mm -hmm. because winning their conference is going to be so important. It's going to be so important that the Tigers win their conference just to make life a little bit easier on you in playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be a massive thing. Absolutely. So there you go. We're done with the Tigers. I think so. All right. You've had enough? Well. You've had enough of me no, crushing their defense for half a week and a half? No. Yeah, no. It's I, obvious I, points, though. Like, you're, yeah. you're 100% correct not in those. Breaking, not breaking ground, I don't no, think. No, we're not that, uh, doing rocket surgery here. No. no. Um, lots of coaches being fired in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Not all for, you know, what we've been talking about in previous podcasts, the whole racial thing. This is actually just poor performance. In Jim Montgomery's case out in Dallas, it was unprofessional conduct, but it had nothing to do with, uh, you know, the landscape of what they're talking about so uh i don't i didn't see anything about any more details on why he was let go any 
Do you guys know anything about Jim Montgomery? Nope. nope. Okay. It was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Something okay. like internal. It was something that happened. He must have. It was a shock to the team. Okay, I don't want to like. Okay. I don't. This wasn't it. But okay. the way their release made me think was that they yeah. she he would have said like something to maybe a high up woman or something like you know like a cat call type thing. Oh, in terms of, like that wasn't it. But I'm just That's trying to get it. you the 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 general something sense is that super he said something scenes. to somebody in the organization and it was relayed up to ownership mm-hmm. and then they they. They did an investigation over that weekend and then made the call. Yeah, which is not good so for, it wasn't, obviously for him. Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with the players, which no. we've seen before. Mm-hmm. It was something with somebody in the organization, whether it be like a P- PR person or what. Yeah, And that's whatnot. a big decision for Dallas to make, though, because like considering how they wrapped up last year, making it to, what was it, a conference final? Yeah, lost to St. Louis. And then... They didn't start that great this year, but they were playing damn good. Conference mm-hmm. semifinal. As of late. Was it semis? Yeah. Yeah, I think they... Yeah, yeah. it was conference semifinal that yeah, they lost the, to St. Louis. The, yeah, the central final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it went to whatever, game seven, I think it was. That was the overtime. Was yeah. that mm-hmm. not, not Maroon scored the winner? Patty. Patty. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think and, so. And the, yeah, St. Louis went on to play and then they sang Vegas. Glo- they sang yeah. Gloria. Oh, not Vegas. Wow, we got our shit together today. Holy. Um, but it's just tough seeing that as as a guy that was definitely up and coming. And Montgomery had this team rolling. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it clearly had to be something serious if totally if they're going to move him out. So uh, rip Jim Montgomery. Okay. R- uh, Record wise, beat the Boers. Time to go out in San Jose. They brought in Bob Boudner. Bobby. All right. And, um, guy. Yeah, a guy. But the, what I want to talk about is his assistants, Mike Ricci <laughs> and Evgeny Nabokov back in the league. They need Evgeny Nabokov on where, their coaching staff. Where the hell has been Nabokov? He's just drinking vodka in Russia or what? Yeah, hanging out with Breeze probably. He's been in the, in the Sharks. He's been a goaltending consultant for. That's what they love to call years? the guys that just. I don't know what it. The difference between a consultant and a coach is? Well, I sure as hell hope he's not the coach because, man, their goaltending sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's bad. Yeah. Like, Martin Jones is not having fun. Aaron Dell's not having much fun. Not a whole lot of fun. Whatever happened to, like, why did Jones drop off a cliff? He He was never really there, though. Was he good, though? Behind uh, Quick there in L.A.? Like uh, he had his moments. Well, I mean, and that's every. <laughs> it seems like every Kings backup goalie gets a chance to be a number one. But you know, we as fans love backups. Yeah, we do. Like, name a backup you don't love. Jamie McClendon. Oh no, oh sorry, I didn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love thought, Jamie. McClendon. I love Jamie McClendon. But I, was just, I thought you yeah. said name a backup. Like that's the backup Hutchinson. we know. Okay, well he Michael might be. Hutchinson. Yeah, he oh, might yeah, be the we, one that nobody likes. But uh, Toronto just doesn't like anyone. Well, what about the other Freddie Toronto? Action. The that's the one yeah but like we inherently just love backups but I don't know that Martin Jones has ever been that great of a goalie well he's actually no pulling up his numbers he had a couple years where he was he was he made the cup final right that Mm -hmm. was the year against Pitt yeah that was a good year um so I mean yeah it's just I guess the answer would be last year he really fell off a cliff he Mm -hmm. went from 255 915 in 2017 18 to 294 896 yeah, you can't have a save percentage below 900 in this league. You can't. No, especially no. if you're last the Flames. Like they dealt with that all last year. It's true. So especially if you're making 575 or five million, five point yeah. seven. Yeah, 5. yeah. 5. he's he's on a nice contract. It's a tough for, ticket for, um, for the games he's putting up. But uh, Bob Buchner, hey, I guess so. Man, that's where we're at. He's the answer. Yeah. Why not? 
Why not, right? Why not, Pop? You gotta call it like it is. Yep. That Change need to, to be call. made. Well, I want to say, hold on, let me okay. pull this up. I think he was the, the head coach in uh, in Windsor. Okay. When they were winning their back-to-back Memorial Cups. With like Hall and them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ryan for Ellis? The, the back-to-back years, yeah. Taylor Hall and Ryan Ellis. So okay. he was the, the coach slash franchise owner slash president slash stick guy. Was he there up until now? <laughs> uh, no. no. I thought he was in he, Buffalo. He had some NHL he's, ties as well. Yeah, so he was the, he's still the Windsor franchise owner. Good for him. Um, but he was the uh, assistant coach with San Jose from 15 to 17. Then he was the head coach in Florida from Florida. Oh, yeah. from 17 to 19. Right. And then uh, was he an assistant coach. Did he take over for uh, Gallant? Gallant after he got you know taxied out of there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things went that, well for Gerard. Hey, yeah, he yeah. Did. He's fine. He's, yeah. he's doing just fine. Living the life. Uh, Flames after their coaching change, they won seven straight. After they, I mean, they lost to the Canes yesterday afternoon. But yeah, that was their, a good game. <laughs> you mean no? Not really. Yeah, there's another sarcasm. Lance, How was that not offside? Unless that you're first a goal. Dougie Hamilton uh, fan. I can't say I've seen the highlight, but. Dude along the wall, I can't remember. Julian Gauthier, that's who it Gauthier, was. Gauthier, yeah. Mm. Carolina forward. He like, yeah. And so the puck comes out, and he's kind of straddling the line and flips the puck back in and then goes in to chase after it. So it's clean there. The only problem was Carolina had a second forward that did not tag up okay. and was just drifting in the middle of the zone. <laughs> did they, they review it? Yeah, and they still called it onside. I was like, what are you guys wow. doing? Wow. And then like, it was a blatant miss. Huh. Blatant. It was, and then the best part was they wasted no time calling it. They were like, "Yeah, that's that's onside, hundred <laughs> percent." They're just trying like, to speed the game up. I was that's like, all. You guys might want to take a couple <laughs> seconds. I know it's an afternoon game. I get that you're yeah. a little tired, but like, uh, just just take a second and give it a look. Yeah. But now they just didn't play that well, but no, they are. Uh, I mean, they're revitalized again. The Flames. They're right up there with now with the uh, Oilers. Who are still hanging there, and the, and the Coyotes of all the teams. I would hazard to say on December fifteenth. The Oilers and the Coyotes and the Flames are all their top three. No joke. I was watching. I was watching the Oilers game Thursday. Why? Uh, oh yeah, with you, a couple buddies. You had, you had a betting on this. Yeah, one. I was with a couple buddies of mine watching the Oilers and the Minnesota Wild. Okay. They lost to Minnesota, and they they're big Oilers fans. And I looked at them, and was like, oh yeah, tell me again how the Oilers are good. They lose six five to Minnesota. Oh, good God, Zuccarello. Is he there? Yeah, he's there. Oh man, yeah. good for him. I think I think they have Zuc- They have Zucker and Zuccarello. Imagine their PA guys just losing their damn minds. I wonder when we start to see the Jason Zucker rumors come up again for getting traded. 100%. (laughs) Just do Zucker for for Frolik and call it a day. Oh, wouldn't that be a dream? There you go. Although I don't think Zucker's contract is great, but mind you, Frolik doesn't either. Not quite. Um, I don't know who put this down, but (laughs) Vinny Prospel is out of retirement. (laughs) <laughs> this was not me. Who put this down? <laughs> I did. <laughs> also, that is so offside. <laughs> what do you? What, yeah, it's, not even, it's not even close to being onside. He's watching the flames. It's uh, not yeah, even close. I, that's why I haven't said anything in the past ten yeah, minutes. It, tell that me is, how that's any kind of onside. That was offside. Anyway, it's not even yeah, close. Vaglov Prospisil. Uh, Prospisil. Yeah. Oh, it's Vaglov Prospisil. 
Prosphil. Prosphil. Man. <laughs> That's no, Prosphil. Sorry. It's such something so minor, but I just, I love it that uh, he came out or he hasn't played in the NHL in like seven years. And as a 44 year old, <laughs> he comes out to play in the Czech third division for his home, his hometown. And I love that. That's like us trying to find David Abisher. Yeah, man. A little oh, while ago. Yeah. Or his kid. We, Remember that? Yeah, I don't know why we were Not looking at his, his kid, kid but, but also maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, no, they're we, both from Switzerland. Yeah, we were talking about David Abisher on the podcast. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And they're, it's not his kid, but it might be his kid. Do you want to dive into, uh, before we divert? Yeah. Uh, and we got to go back to WHL for a second afterwards. Um, Taylor Hall getting traded? Is that going to happen anytime oh, soon? I thought you were about before to we come back news. to you after no, the Christmas break. No, what? but uh, n- what? Before we come back to you, it's possible. Yeah, because Elliot Friedman uh, actually just a few minutes ago okay. posted another article. Oh boy! Um, and his first line: "I wanted to do some extra work on Taylor Hall," so he dove in into all the uh, craziness around uh, the Taylor Hall talk over the last little bit, and yeah. it seems like uh, Arizona keeps. Coming up. Poking their head out as mm. a potential landing spot. Um, they want Young D in return for Hall, is what I've been hearing for New Jersey. So do they have that that core? I I, I mean, you always got to consider Colorado in there. With Byram. With yeah. Byram. Like, that, they could do that trade in a heartbeat, like, right now. Yeah. Well, almost one for one. I'm sure you'd have to put in. Oh, a first. Couple they want a things. first. Yeah. But apparently, there, but, like but like Chris Johnson was reporting, Arizona. and a lot of people are thinking Arizona's the favorite. But Interesting. there's also, in his in Freeman's article, he says there's multiple sources that say the Coyotes aren't going to offer any of their next two first-round picks. They're not going to offer Barrett Hayton, and they're not going to offer uh, Victor Soderstrom, who was their first pick. Oh, okay. uh, sorry, not th- that's what I mean by their first picks. Hayton in 2018, oh. Soderstrom in 2019. Oh. They will I give a draft pick, that. though. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, ah. like those might be possible, but they're not offering up their those, 2018 or 19 picks. Those last two picks, okay. Yeah, but Interesting. Uh, apparently there's still some, some tire on the tread, or tread on the tire that maybe... Arizona's he's, in there. He's not playing until this trade is finalized. Like, new, there's no reason for New Jersey to do it now. Bring him back. Uh, like, he probably was, not. He was held out, right? And now it's it's a waiting game, and it's crazy that it's it's gone. It's this early. It's not even a trade deadline deal where they're holding guys out. You know, <laughs> the practice or the game prior to trade deadline. Like, it's, yeah, this is before Christmas. He could be gone. Then some people are thinking he might be gone by Wednesday because yeah. that's their next game. There's been reports that like yeah, it's it's gonna happen wow. soon. Wow! But uh, well, you'll hear about it here first. Hey, check our social media. Well, well, yeah, we're nice. breaking news. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, this just in. He's going. Let's break to the it. Hartford Whalers. Yeah. <laughs> for Joe Sackick. Yeah. No, did he play? No, I probably saw. not. He played for Nordiques. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, he, hey, Hartford. Can go to Nordiques. Who played for Hartford. The Hartford Whalers. Um. Oh, there's there's some good. Oh, Medano. Hold on. You know what? No. We should do this right. That's Minnesota North Stars. I'm an idiot. We should do this properly. Okay. We always go back through memory lane. Yeah. Here. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna remember some guys. Oh, baby. List of the best Hartford, Hartford Whaler players. Oh, okay. Not, not, I'm not. I'm gonna stop saying names because I'm gonna get this wrong. What? What? I was gonna say another name, but it's totally wrong. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm listening. Paul Coffey was yep. a former Hartford Whaler. Okay. Uh-huh. He was a uh, Ron Francis, obviously. Okay, we should have mm-hmm. known that. Yeah, that makes sense. Duh. What about the Howes? Gordy and Mark. Boom. They were there. That yep. was the whole son experiment, like playing with your son. I remember seeing some kind of... Uh, were all three of them? Did they all... They played for like an... I thought they all played for Hartford or something silly yeah. like that. I remember seeing some kind of documentary. Anyway, Bobby Hall. Did he really? Dave Keon. Wow. Yeah, that was a good one. Jeez. Merrick Malik. <laughs> <laughs> How about Merrick Malik spending some time there? 
What about uh, Brian Marchman? Merrick Malik's shootout. Oh, the only, how about that? Hey? The only Malik! Thing, <laughs> only thing I remember him for. <laughs> that was a great call, though. Uh, Brad McCrimmon. Mm. Yeah, remembering some more guys. Kelly's brother? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Gotta be. Uh, Michael <laughs> Nylander. Jeff O'Neill. The O-Dog. O-Dog. As they call him. He was there. Uh, who else? Keith Primo. Yeah, former mm-hmm. flyer. Chris Pronger. Joel Quenville. Also former Primo's flyer. son there is playing for Montreal. We talked about Gaten, that last yeah. week. Gaten. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, Ulf Samuelson. Mm. Okay. Ulfie. He was a badass, eh? Ulfie. Everyone's favorite uh, board of governor, Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> Shanny played for Hartford? Oh, yeah. Before oh, yeah. the Red Wings? Sure did. Wow. He was there. Okay. Uh, Richard Brodeur. No? Okay. <laughs> played, uh, played in Vancouver. Took Vancouver to their first cup. Richard Brodeur. Yep. Yep. Fun fact about Richard Brodeur. Okay. Y- you never heard of him? Uh, you want some more fun facts? Uh, no, I only know... King Richard. I only know... No, there's only one king. They also called him Kermit. And that's called King Hendrick. <laughs> Kermit Brodeur. All right. We're going way too far yeah, down here. All right. Let's move on. Let's Sorry. Back you want to get back Jaguar? on the WHL? Well, J.S. Jaguar was in there. Hey, we're talking about WHL. We're done now. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the... Sean Burke was the there too? Medicine Hat Kid, Colby. Caleb Weirestock, okay. yeah. the Swift Current Broncos, got into his first WHL game Good on, on the you, weekend. Buddy. His goal made it into the WHL top 10. Yeah, it was oh, a nice wow. goal, too. It was a very nice goal. Yeah. He, uh, Love it. He had a nice oh, little, Pat Verbeek okay, played we're there. Off this. Anyway, it's our pod now, Colby. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he got that goal in Edmonton in his first game. Also talking about Edmonton, Edmonton made a big trade with Kelowna. Man, you're just full of segues. Hey, yeah. you should be on this side. It was of the a board. big move, though. It was a very big move. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelowna gets a 20 year old defenseman um, who has uh, got some playoff experience. They are very, loading up. That's the second defense. big trade for Kelowna in the last few weeks, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's the second trade for a 22. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. They gave up the 2021 first round draft pick. So I remember, I don't know if we're talking on the pod or off off air. Uh, we were talking about uh, when they gave up their first for, for Wedman to, to Seattle, they gave up their 2023 first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty far away. Which was a good away. idea because that's three or four, four that's four years away. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be on the up and up again when you, when you get there. But that 2021, that's almost that's valuable. dead you know, dead center of rebuild territory. So yeah, Edmonton might good. be, might have made a r- real smart trade there. Yeah, and Kelowna might have sewered themselves for the next little bit. But do you care? Like, well, no, you like don't. you do eventually, but no, you know. Right now you don't care. Year. Yeah. But I mean, ask people in Swift now if they care. No, nope, yeah. they got their title. Yeah, it did work out. I, I suppose so. But... Uh, well, I, so often. I don't know. Attendance now would say it did not oh. work out, but they're not having fun. How about this? That's Moose. junior hockey, though. Let's be honest. We talked about this. It's a four-year wave. It's yeah. not. It's very, very rare to get a continual, like t- to be the Tigers of the last, you know, fifteen years and have that continual, you know, excellence mm-hmm. where they make the playoffs and maybe they go for a few deep runs. It's it's getting more and more rare in junior hockey. I don't know how. Like now that we look back at this generation of Tigers I don't know how they did it because they were fantastic but it's super rare to have that prolonged length of uh, because teams of don't choose to though no like, this is true. the mentality that teams are choosing to just put all their eggs in, in a basket and I get it when you're hosting Mem Cup that's, like it makes sense that's different yeah. I get that but like in Swift's case you weren't hosting jack shit 
Like why? I, I I'll never understand why. Why well, do you, you think it's necessary? You see in that exact same year, Moose Jaw yeah. loaded up. They did the very same thing in the very exa- in the same division back yeah. when Swift was in the same division. And you see Moose Jaw got bounced. Well that was an arms race, right? That's what that turned into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. But I, I think it's it's different than the NHL. You can't compare it to the NHL because they're just not the same amount of teams. No. Like you can be the third worst person, the third worst team in the West and you're still making that last wild card, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I think it's a you good trade. You don't I, it's know a what you trade, think anymore? Good trade for both teams. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, Works out for everybody. I like it for both. It, you know, it doesn't necessarily weaken Edmonton from Medicine Hat's perspective, but no. it's just one less guy um, on that team. And doesn't uh, hurt anything for no, the Tigers. No. Um, we'll see how Edmonton are you su- <laughs> bounces back. Are you surprised that Edmonton went and made that move, though? Because they didn't really need to. Like, it wasn't a move they had to make. Like, they, they're very much in, in competition for the East. Right. Yeah. And so then you move... Arguably, well, not even arguably, your best defenseman. Yeah. One of them, yeah. Like, to me, that's just, it's an interesting move on their end because... What's that showing? Yeah, and I get your your, your return's good, but, like, why? You don't have to do it. The the East, you're one of the top three or four teams in the conference. It's kind of like when the Hurricanes traded uh, Skinner and one of their really good forwards to Swift. Um for they got Barlogi back and a first, and, and they got they Flodell, were, one of the yeah, their, their Flodell, They got their goalie, so like that was another big trade where you're thinking Lethbridge was right in the middle, like they could have done something even more special, but they got a, a decent return back and a, a young Barlogi and a first from Swift, which looking really good because yeah. Swift sucks, and and that was another type of trade where doesn't look great on the outset, but there's obviously more to it than than but, we even think. But, but Leth- it was just like even with that trade, like it makes more sense because um, at least they get player capital back, right? Yeah, and Lethbridge went on to play Swift, right? Yeah, they in, did in yeah. that third round. Yeah, because um, they went on a hell of a run. That was actually a fun run to watch as a just a hockey fan. That was one that they beat the us. Hurricanes going off. That was mm-hmm. cool to see because they were winning games in incredible fashion every night in the playoffs. They were, yeah. Really? That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does open up a 20 spot, which you do have to, if you're going to go trade for somebody or pick somebody up wa- waivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is, I don't know, 20 spots are, are very valuable. If you have one open, there's a lot of good 20s out there that, yeah. that, uh, could find some work. Could, yeah. Um, so we'll see what they do. I bet you they're going to be very creative, but, uh, I mean, they had a third round, uh, appearance last year. Um, if you kind of have like a bird's eye view of everything, um, Obviously, you want to go far, but you don't necessarily need to go far. They have guys like Josh Williams, who's an 18-year-old, Jake mm-hmm. Neighbors, who's a 17-year-old. I mean, mm-hmm. he could be, you know, maybe next year's your year. I don't know. They're going to be strong for, for so long. They're going to be strong next year with the guys that I just said. They're going to be strong this year. And I think we're finding out now they're going to probably have a high pick in 2021. They're going to yeah. be strong for, for years to come. And so, I, like, so I get that move Do you want to sure. load up? You know, are they, do you care or, or do you... You know, from you that want wealth. like a Tigers perspective where you're good year, year after year, year after year. Because they had a lot of years where they weren't, right? Yeah. Edmonton was one of those teams they're at the bottom Before of the Before like, the Lazar Mem Cup run, they were bad. Yeah, and even after that, right? They had, they loaded up for Dro- that. Dropped for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's just, yeah, like, I, I get it from that end of it. And I think they might be looking towards next year. Just be like with the players you said. Mm-hmm. And I think if you just look at their roster, they're constructed to 
really go after next year. And they got Robertson on the back end too for mm-hmm. next year, right? Because he'll be 18, I think, next year. Well, you know, he or just he'll got be 19. Drafted, so he'll be a 19. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that, that part of it makes sense. But if you would have told me before the season that they would trade two defensemen before Christmas, I, I would have a hard time believing it. Just mm-hmm. given how the team performed to move McDonald and Gavlis, like. Well, and they moved Will Warm to Victoria. Yeah, that, yeah right. That yeah, that Dima, that decor has seen a lot of uh, a changeover. Yeah, um, it's just wild have, to me. I'm guessing you know they have a 16 year old Keegan Slaney on the def- on the on the back end there. He looks pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, they probably want to give him more minutes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's strange to me to look at the division. We're not necessarily division, but the conference, and see where your team stacks up and to, to move off of a solid 20, like regardless of the price that you're getting back, because they didn't get any players back, I don't think. No, it was but just you, prospects. You got to look at that value of that, of that pick. Yeah, it was the well, first yeah. and the third. Um, I don't disagree, but it's just very like, valuable. It's just, it, it's so weird, it, weird to me because it's like, okay, so you're not in this year then? Like if you're moving one of your best players for, for futures, mm-hmm. I mean, A, who's to say those futures ever pan out? That's the thing. Like draft picks are great, but you also need to hit them. Yeah, you and do. you have to. Now you're kind of relying that Kelowna's going to be bad, which I mean it's possible, but I don't know. To me, it's weird just because, like we were talking about, when you have an opportunity to be a top team in your conference and you have an opportunity to make a run, you take it, right? Because, like you said, Colby, like it's not always possible to just go and have longevity and have year after year of playoff runs and know you're kind of booking that way. So. I don't know. It's a weird message to send. Right. So, well, one thing I will say, he has only played 15 games this year. Mm. So, I don't... He's only played in half the game. So, I don't know if that's an injury. I haven't been... I would assume I haven't so. keeping up on my Edmonton Oil Kings news. But, <laughs> uh, so, injury or, you know, getting scratched, which I don't think is a thing. There's no it way. Might, but, let's say injury. Yeah. Um, for half the season so far, you've won games you've played you've gone into war you've been in the trenches with each other mm-hmm. without him yeah so and maybe the owner how much better you'd be with him well <laughs> maybe they well they've they're the top in the league by six points right now or by a lot of points right now right like yeah they uh they've also played more games and teams but true. yes but uh i mean they've they've built this team they've built this this squad mm-hmm. and half uh yeah they 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 look good they mm-hmm. they don't maybe don't need them i don't know it's weird. I don't know. We can continue this conversation forever. I just try and think of like if we're the Tigers were later. if the Tigers were like leading the conference and then moved off of Tyler Brazuzzo and Trevor Longo. No, no, not necessarily. Oh well, <laughs> no. But, uh, <laughs> That's a whole different I, can of worms. We're not going to get into. I think, right I now. think, well, you did I think I moving mean, a twenty-year-old defenseman is a little bit different. I know. I I know. But uh, I, yeah. And they've done it twice. That's just what's so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy to think. Like I just don't understand what message they're sending. Colby, we need a transition. You need yeah. a transition to segue out of this. Or else um, we're going to talk about this forever. The message that Kawhi said to Toronto fans was thank you as he returned yeah. to Toronto on well, Thursday night. I bet you Connor McDonald said thank you to the Edmonton Oil Kings because we got to talk about that some more. Okay, hold on. So what do you think? <laughs> also, Sorry, to wrap Cole. up our Sorry, Cole. to wrap up our Hartford Whalers talk, Aaron Eric Weinrich. We're so... I'm just about to turn your mic off. I'm Dude. not even kidding. Why? Why are you so mad? We got to move on here. Shut up. Yeah, let's shut talk about Yaroslav Askarov a little. Yeah, let's do that. Well, at Hope least that's so testy. Well, come on, like let's, let's move what? it. 
We're talking Kawhi, and you bring up that. We did. we did talk about the Edmonton Oil Kings for about 10 minutes. It was good, though. Like, how many people listening to this podcast is going to want to hear your thoughts on Edmonton Oil Kings hockey? Colby, here's the Maybe deal. Not the, okay, but the Kelowna Rockets that affects the WHL because it how, it's how the WHL is re- represented on the yeah. national stage. I mean, there's a little bit of relevance. And it affects the Tigers directly because the Oil Kings are fucking leading the division. Got to find out how to beat them. That's 100% it. Well, Josh Williams has been great. Okay, we're moving on. So you want to talk about his banner? Yeah. yeah. It was to sell shoes. Obviously. Well, well not not just the banner, but did I mean... Did he do it or did... did it was put under New it? Balance. Yeah, New Balance did that. Okay. So it wasn't put... He didn't he buy it himself. Like, hey, 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 let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Is that what he said? Basically. Or was New Balance like, hey, Kawhi, we're doing this. I don't know. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) is that your Kawhi laugh? No, no, that's just me laugh. Oh, (laughs) that's just your laugh. (laughs) That's my best Kawhi impression. Okay, well, I don't know. I mean, I like it though. I like. It was nice. It It was very nice. I'm very glad that the fans gave him such a warm ovation. It could have been. It was never going to be as nasty as Carter coming back to Toronto, but. Right. Um, there, there could have been a lot of more, you know, anger, resentment as the way he went out, but it, it turned out very good. They gave him MVP chance. All the teammates dapped him up. He got his ring, and then he proceeded to kick the shit out of the Raptors for 48 minutes. Uh, that, they Oof. lost by over 20. It was not a good matchup, but nice to see Kawhi get now. Both matchups against the Raps are out of the question until the NBA Finals, which we've now proclaimed. Uh, who, oh, what, yeah, which one of us made the? Well, we already know, right? So. Did you say Clippers Raptors? Uh, no. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you did. I, was, I knew so, one of us did. So yeah, we got a little. NBA so he's coming back. Tune exactly. up there. So selling You're more ready. shoes in Toronto come June. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, it's uh, like if you want to take out a banner, like you would take it out yourself. You're Kawhi Leonard. You can afford it. Yeah. When you put it under New Balance, you're just trying to market. I guess so. I got some questions for you guys on, on top of that. So, um, if if the Raptors lost the Warriors last year, yes. A would Kawhi still be gone, and B would he be getting the reception if he was gone to the Clippers? Would he be getting the same reception? Would he be getting the same kind of warmth and welcome that everybody has been giving him from Toronto? Probably the exact same. No, I don't think it'd be exact same. Well, obviously not but, the exact. Uh, because but he didn't do you win think it'd still be warm, or do you yeah. think it'd just be like, oh, that's just another guy? Or, or it's more of a piss off because you could come back and and you know make this goal complete yeah. by winning a championship this season if he stayed for one more year. And that's a good upset. question. Now you're upset that he, he yeah. didn't do that. I I think things like there'd be more like hard the shot, feelings. The shot in in round two, maybe that's like yeah. I don't think anyone's re- ever gonna even, even if never they didn't forget win. that. That's the no. that's Raptors basketball history there 100 percent. Uh, yeah I, I i don't know no i don't know either it's a very good question i think it, it absolutely changes to what extent um we'll never know but because i think after we won the championship everybody knew he was yeah you you, you, you tried to uh, keep it in your mind but you knew he was probably gonna go right the parade definitely said a lot in terms mm-hmm. of like it definitely it made me switch my mind actually i really thought and we talked about it with, in other iterations of this podcast i thought he was gonna go one more year at mm-hmm. least and then reevaluate because this team with him on it imagine what it could be going up against the likes of philly and Milwaukee yep. and Indiana, like they would run things. Like it'd be huge. And by all accounts, it sounded like it was close, very close. But he had to really think about this one. And then, by all accounts, it was also he was wanting 
Siakam to move and wanted guys to go out so that he could bring in people he wanted. He to bring wanted in. George. Yeah. He wanted George from the beginning. So no, that's I'd, not something that uh, Masai wanted to do. No, understandably so. I mean, Siakam's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the potential of having what could have been Kawhi, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook in that trade. That's yeah. big time stuff with Kyle. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be very cool. And then what yeah, if? Who would know after? I guess that is a big what if. That's a big, big another big what if. Um, we're yeah. just telling it how it is. We're, hey, we're it's just how it is. On the board podcast, it's just how it is. Just it, it, calling it how it is. Um, NFL. What are we at? Week fifteen. Yes, that's correct. Uh, it's wrapping up as we speak. Bills. Facing the Steelers, they're up uh, seven points with a minute 40 left to go in the fourth. Not a lot of surprising results uh, in in this week. I mean, big win by the Seahawks. They took out the Panthers. Uh, close game there. The Patriots beat up on the Bengals. No surprise. Packers improved to 11-3. and three. They're, uh, they're looking very good in the in that NFC. The Where are we at here? Texans win a close one, 24-21 over the Titans. They take the stranglehold on the AFC South division. Yeah, Eagles, well theirs now. Eagles come from behind and beat the Redskins, keep their hopes for the NFC East title alive. They play the Cowboys in a basically a do-or-die game next week. Yep. Going to be very important for the winner of that one. Uh, Vikings defense took care of business against the Chargers, four seven turnovers on Philip <laughs> Philip Rivers and co. The most since 1998 by the Chargers. Is that right, hey? 1998. Holy hell. The Cowboys. Okay, quick yeah, the Cowboys. Do you see this how ha- was it halftime blunder, the the coin flip? No. They, they call, I saw it. I don't I have to read into it more, but basically they they kicked both ends of the half. They didn't get the ball because Prescott <laughs> called it wrong in the coin toss. Let me see. Uh, confusing exchange with referee. He kicked off to start both halves, but it didn't matter. Right. They won by twenty points over the Rams. How? I don't. I don't really know the. Did the ref forget he was. No, it, it was more of. Uh, it was more of Prescott didn't know. Uh, after how? The, how was that Prescott? After fault? the Cowboys won the toss, Prescott initially made a reference to kicking off before saying the Cowboys would defer. Anderson said a couple times the Cowboys wanted to kick, creating the confusion. Um, yeah, so then they would get the ball in the second half. Apparently, so yeah, I guess it's he's saying he wanted to kick <laughs> and defer at the same time, and I don't know what happened, but and they just said to hell with you. You don't get the you ball. Don't get ever. None. You get to you're at home. You get to <laughs> kick off both times, and you still win by over twenty. So there you go. And then a uh, big win. Falcons beat up on the 49ers, twenty nine twenty two. Uh, on the road. So that's a good win there for the Falcons. Uh, big news, baseball. We could have easily led the podcast with baseball because winter meetings are in the thick of things. Mm-hmm. And all, basically all of the major free agent signings have gone off the board, so to say. Um, let's just start. Who's the biggest signing in your guys' eyes and who? which one that you really like and the fit? Garrett Cole. Yeah, Garrett Cole. Big, uh, what was the deal there? Nine years, $324 million with the New York Yankees. You yep. like it because? Because it fits a need. Yep. Now the Yankees have just a ridiculous rotation. And I mean, they didn't, I thought they'd have to pay $40 million a year for Cole after seeing Strasburg getting 35 You did say that, yeah. And they got Cole at $36 million a year. You give them the term, which is whatever. I mean, no, none of these deals will look good in five years. 
Especially no. not Cole. Cole's 30. Yeah, but Verlander's 36 or whatever and still absolutely pounds. But Cole's had shoulder issues and elbow issues. I mean, everyone has at this point, and that's the yeah. thing. It's like pitching now, you're seeing a lot more longevity. Mm-hmm. With with starters that are able to go deep, and I mean Garrett Cole has proven to throw 200 innings. He fits exactly what the Yankees needed, um, and you didn't have to pay as much as I thought. I mean, like they can afford the 324 million dollar deal, and then if something were to come up, if he's playing well, and for some reason the Yankees want to move him, they can if they have to. And because there's, right a, there's the a five year opt out, I believe. In yeah, this it's one. something like probably that. ridiculous amounts of opt outs and. Stuff like that. When, I mean, when you have nine years on a baseball contract, yeah, shit, I don't even know. There's no poo holes or yeah, whatever, because that was a long term deal as well. Yeah, but, but no, uh, the Garrett Cole signing was uh, you like that one, brilliant. Yeah, uh, Corey, I like, I like the Tanner Rourke signing. You do yeah. <laughs> the Blue Jays. Yeah, that was big my Rourke guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I know the Garrett Cole is definitely <laughs> the big fish off the off the board. Um, Strasburg obviously signing back in the Nationals. It's not that. I don't know. It's not, That's, as, it's that, not as cool. It's big for the Nationals. It's impressive you for them, though. Teams changing. Yeah. To commit to Strasburg instead of Rendon. Because, yeah. I mean, they only had the money to go to one of those guys. That's right. Mm-hmm. So to put it towards Strasburg, who's more injury prone than Garrett Cole. Yep. And way more injury prone than Anthony Rendon. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, they won when with. He takes you to a ship. Yeah. <laughs> they won with pitching. Yeah. Let's be honest there. Like, their rotation is still killer. Um, but Strasburg's just terrifying because I feel like he can get hurt at any second. He can deconstruct easily. Yeah, I agree with you. Blow his arm completely into pieces. If you're the Blue Jays, you mentioned the Tanner Rourke signing, and I you see the next day the Mets get Rick Porcello. Would you rather have Tanner Rourke at 12 mil a year or Porcello on a one-year deal at 10 mil? Yeah, mm. Rourke probably. They're, I mean, I, we know your disdain for Porcello. Yeah, I fucking hate Porcello. Like, that goes back the world's to, worst side to like episode winner. five. But, like, yeah, I mean, his ERA is inflated. But Rourke, I'm, there was a time when Rourke's been okay. I and mean, he's a guy. He's an innings eater for a mm-hmm. Blue Jays team that needs pitching. And uh, I, I was just, that's the question I was posing. I didn't, I didn't know if there was a... Yeah, it depends if he can... Like, if he can pitch to, like, a sub four ERA, mm-hmm. and I, the nice thing about a guy like that is if he pitches the lights out, mm-hmm. you can move him, and he'll have a year and a half left on his contract or whatever it is when the deadline comes up. Like, mm-hmm. yep, like if he's able to somehow be dominant or low threes ERA somewhere in there, like you can move him out and get more resources back than you would if. He only had half a year left on his deal. Very true. So that part's not bad. He's not really costing you a whole lot. No team's going to bat an eye at that. So, No, they've got the money because their their skilled uh, position players are costing them nothing. They're pennies yeah. on the dollar. And so yeah. they have money to spend on pitching if they want to. I mean, there's still Ryu out there. Um, they're, they're still kicking the tires on that one. I, I really like the signing of Blake Trinan to the Dodgers. To solidify yeah. that back end of the closer spot. Because Jansen, for all the the hype that the lineup of the Dodgers and that starting rotation rotation had uh, leading into the playoffs last year, there were a lot of question marks around Jansen and just his ability to, to pitch in those moments. Even though in the past he's done very well. But now you have another guy in Trinan who needs to uh, kind of repair his image as one of the game's best closers. If those two are on, uh, that's another lights out uh, back end of the Dodgers bullpen there. 
Yeah, bullpen on a one so year. Weird. <laughs> they every Relievers year they're so weird. They are. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why they're so weird because they shouldn't be. Because I mean, you're only pl- pitching like 90 innings a year. Yeah. But just the the unreliability of any bullpen is just. Like, that's like drafting goalies. Like, it's just a shot in the dark every single year. Except for... <laughs> Whatever his name is. Yeah, Scarra. that guy. Yeah. I was He's trying 100%. to set you up. Yeah. He's 100%... Uh, Money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, like, bullpens are just weird. They're so yeah. hard to find guys, and you just basically are buying lottery tickets. Right, but the more lottery tickets you can get, the better your chances, right? For sure. And the and Dodgers had... are definitely somebody, a team that needs some good pitching on the back end. Yeah. They've blown a lot of games... In, in, in playoffs. He's got that experience. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Kluber trade to the Texas Rangers uh, for, you know, Delano DeShields, uh, pitching prospect? I, I, what happened to the Indians having amazing pitching depth? Is it still there? Because they traded Trevor Bauer uh, midseason. Now you trade Kluber. You're giving the reins to Bieber, basically, to be your <laughs> opening day starter next year, which he's been great. But, I mean, what they built their whole team on you know, when the Blue Jays were facing him in the ALCS all those years, that pitching depth is gone, per se? I don't know. They are rebuilding before the house falls in, is what they're doing. Okay. Because mm-hmm. they need help. I mean, they've they've made a lot of moves, but they don't really have much coming. So they got to just try and find some fresh blood. I mean, what when... Bauer got traded. That was the sign that okay, it's it's on, and they're going to start moving guys around. Hmm. I, I, it's still crazy to me that you, like in six months, move off of Bauer and Corey Kluber. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, well, the pitching prospect is he's seems all right. He's so twenty. Gas. Yeah, twenty one, and he's he's already in the in the majors. Um, okay. I think he he could. I think he made one start last year for the Rangers. Um, he could be a starter, maybe just a reliever for now. But I think Clevenger and uh, yeah, um, oh yeah, Clevenger, Bieber, yeah. Bieber, those are the two guys that you you go behind. I wonder if Carrasco comes back too. Uh, I don't know where his uh, you yeah, know, I think he's, he's still around. His he's cancer situation That's is at, tough. but mm-hmm. yeah, he I think be, Carrasco's still around. I think he came. He was around towards the end of last year, if I remember. I think they were trying to make him into a reliever arm, at least like long, like long toss, extend him a little bit, right? If I'm not mistaken, but long I mean, relief. they still have Carrasco. Like I think they're off of the Danny Salazar train. Oh yeah, he's just never really panned out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget about Salazar. He but, was always a f- fourth or fifth guy. But I mean, like Salazar's a guy that, that has stuff that projects to be top of the rotation. Yep. So I mean, like, who knows? And like you said, like pitching is just so weird. Mm-hmm. You just never really know what's going to come about. But yeah, to me, it's just they're hitting the reset while they still have some guys, so it's not as harsh of a drop off. Like yeah, like what the Jays kind of had to endure and still kind of are enduring type deal. They remind me of the the Detroit Tigers from half a decade ago when they had Verlander and Scherzer. Scherzer. Porcello, Jordan, Jordan Zimmerman, Anibal, oh, good one, Anibal Sanchez, yeah, a lot of guys. That looked great. Um, and then they just like nobody's there anymore except for Jordan Zimmerman. And then you see other teams taking those starting pitchers and turning. Dontrell Willis, so oh, Dontrell Willis Dontrell was there. Willis, he was there once upon a time. Yeah, forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, last signing, Madison Bumgarner signed this afternoon. Five years, eighty-five million dollars with the Diamondbacks. My first reaction is, why are you going there? At this stage of your career, like, you're just going for, I mean, you were in San Francisco, so it's not like it's a weather thing. I mean, I you've got know. your World Series titles, but, like, they're not 
close to competing. They traded Granky last in the, weird, hey? Yeah. Well, it seemed like they were kind of hitting their stride, and then it's like, no, nah, no, nah, see you, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, true. Let's hit the reset button. Yep. They're going with Marte. Marte's been, was their key cog last year, along with, I mean, their, uh, their shortstop was pretty good hitting shortstop, and uh, that's about it. They're just a team that, they, they're like, yeah, we don't want to spend money, but then we'll go drop $85 million on a free agent. And it's like, okay, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, be one or the other. Exactly. Like, be a team that's like the Rays and doesn't spend money and finds ways, or be the team that's going to spend the money. Because there's really no reason for Goldschmidt to not be in Arizona. That's still kind of weird. Yeah, for not, what, for not what sure they got. What. I don't remember even what... That was the oh I that was Luke Weaver Luke Weaver was in that trade yeah and he blew his arm out this year if I'm not mistaken good times for Luke Weaver oh but uh, yeah interesting very interesting <laughs> signing for the Diamondbacks I don't I don't get it either I don't know why the need for for uh, for Mad Bum to go there no yeah. but uh, well it's got to be weird to be there because. You mean you look at the Dodgers? They're probably going to win the division every year, <laughs> and then you see San Diego; they're looking all right. I will not believe that San Diego's good until they, they're good. They Maybe not pitching. this year. I'm surprised they didn't get a Mad Bum. Yeah, but they they got the the position players in 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 place. They just picked up uh, Fam. That yeah, had, Tommy. Uh, they had to give oh. up. Had to give <laughs> we, up Renfro. We never slap dick. We prospect. never got to this story last week, but Lance <laughs> is loving the story. So slap San dick. Diego is out of slap dick prospects, sadly. No but uh, <laughs> we never got to that one. I, I regret not talking about this last week. Yeah, yeah if you funny. missed it, uh, Blake Snell was on Twitch streaming. As you do. As, as you do. Pitcher. And found out that Tommy Pham, the outfielder formerly of the Rays, now the Padres, uh, got dealt. For Hunter Renfro, an outfielder who hits Tates, this hits mammal bombs, and uh, as he quoted, a slap dick prospect. <laughs> Whatever that means. He did talk to the prospect in question, and well, everything good. was smoothed out. Yeah, well, Blake Snow can say what he wants. He's a Cy Young winner. Yeah, and a hey, good one. And he's not. The pitching prospect is not. No. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think it was a pitching prospect. It might have just been like an infielder. Whatever, yeah. But, uh, you can get slap dick prospect t-shirts now. Hell oh. yeah. So Hell yeah. We should get some. We'll get our logo on it, too. That'd be sick. Yeah, but some Xavier slap. Edwards. Oh, yeah. Quote, unquote. That sounds like a slap dick prospect. That's going to stick with him for his is, life. Uh, That's true. And uh, that finally. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you have anything else? That guy could win an MVP. <laughs> Still uh, a slap, slap dick slap prospect. Dick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bianca Andreescu <laughs> wins the Lou Marsh Award, Canada's top athlete, earlier this week. Uh, first tennis player ever to do it. And it was a unanimous vote, which is uh, quite a rarity because there was a lot of good Canadian stories this year. Tennis being top among them. And uh, the run that Bianca was on in the summertime was something, you know, brand new to Canada. And, you know, the, we love our sports when we're winning. And uh, <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> so I, the first tennis match I ever watched was Bianca and Serena there. In, really? And uh, was it U.S. Open? Yep. Yeah. The final. That was the first one? First women's watch, match for didn't sure. Didn't watch her at the Rogers Cup. I did not watch her at the Rogers or Cup. Indian Wells. She uh, won there before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a fantastic year for Bianca. It had to. She had to win the Lumar. Brooke Henderson was. I mean, she was up there as well. Sure. But uh, no Bianca though. No Bianca. But no. She Bianca, was I'm glad that she won unanimously too. Yeah. Because that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. It makes you want to watch tennis. Or Hell yeah. It made me want to. I'm not a much and a did, tennis fan, Canada but I was did pumped. Canada won the Davis Cup. They yeah. yeah. It's I think they lost in the final. 
There's some believe. really good talent coming up. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about a male uh, major winner next year. Yeah, with between uh, Chapo and OJ Aliassime, and he's the other one. Vasilevsky still around. <sighs> I don't really know no, where Ron's right. I don't even days. know where he is now. I don't know. Vasek Pospisil was dating Madeline Merlot once upon a time. Now, oh. now they're not. Oh. So I don't know dear what he's me. up to. Yeah, Dear Me is right. He was, it was written about Vasek Oh, Pospisil, no way. Sure. We're breaking news here. I don't know. Country radio. I don't know if that's true. Um, but that, they, they were dating. Okay. They're not now. Good uh, good story. Vasek's just, uh, Vasek's got, got some leg problems, but he's working through them. Yeah, he did amazing with Davis Cup, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. So much, much deserved award for for the young lady. Yes. All right, love it. Anything else, gentlemen? Yeah, Anthony Rendon signed a massive deal. Oh, I, I apologize. That's okay. okay. Massive we deal. We don't have to get to all of them, but yeah, that was a good well, one. That's a that's a pretty noteworthy that's, that's one. A very noteworthy. Seven years, two forty five mil. The yeah. Angels probably I have in the notes probably the best hitter playing with Trout since Trout's been there. It's a lot of money in Trout and Rendon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You're uh, like Rendon's 35 mil a year. Two three hitters. Are they going to be two three or are they going to be three four? Well, I think Trout always hits two. So, yeah. so two three? Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe Rendon will lead off. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Trout can lead off. Well, sure. Why not? He's got the space, uh, the base dealing power. Just yeah. Rendon, Trout, and Otani is your top three, and then just uh, slap Simmons. Pick prospects Simmons, for the rest. Uh, what, Andrew, I don't know how to say Andrew? his first. Angelton? Yeah, he's, he's still he's former there. player and in Medicine Hat. Well, he didn't play for Medicine no, Hat, but he has played a game. In the Wimble. Wow. Played, in, played at Athletic Park. That's amazing. Park. You didn't yeah. know that? I can get his autograph someday. You, you should. And Nick Cozart was there too. Zach Cozart? That's what <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cozart. I mean, Nick Sorry. Cozart probably was there too. Uh, no, but Zach got traded actually this week. It what, what, uh, you know, dragged my memory up. Was Did he? Zach got traded. I don't even know which team he's on now. He got, did he go to the... What was he, the I Reds? Think he, I think he was on the Angels, and he got traded from the Angels to the Reds. That sounds right. He was on the Reds once upon a Corey's time. Corey's typing it know. into the old Google machine. Zach, the Giants. Oh, we are so Good off. for Zach Cozart. Well, he Zach. played on, he started in Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. Good old Zach Cozart. But All right. uh, DD, DD going to the Phillies, oh, yeah, he, that's, that's, I think that's big for them. I mean, it's a kind of a low, But that's the money. Thing, but. that's the money that the Yankees weren't going to give to DD. That they gave to mm-hmm. yeah. Garrett Cole too. That having a shortstop, I think that rounds out their lineup really well. They have one of the best catchers. They got Bryce. Yep. They got Hoskins. I think they'll they could be winning the Andrew NLEs McCutcheon next year. coming back from his broken leg. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he is McCutcheon. Yeah, was, poor guy. He, he didn't make it too far in the season, but no, I had him for like yeah until he died. He sure did, and then he busted both of his legs or something. Poor guy. Yeah, I, I I'm not even gonna say who else you had on your roster, but. Who else did I have? Uh, what are you going to say? No, we're not going to discuss this. I've already discussed it on a previous podcast and got banned for it. So we're just going to move <laughs> on. Um, Yo, I I did. Yes. I did. Yes. Yeah. The the name will not be named. Um, well, no. I used to say I had Tyler Skaggs on my roster, and I kept him on my roster for probably a month after out of a sign of respect. That's a bad fantasy move. <laughs> <laughs> fantasy move is not It's not a good move, no. Yeah. But could, I, you put, I, could, could you put him on the IR? I could not, actually. <laughs> Would you believe I couldn't? So I, I kept him on the bench for for a full month. You guys are laughing. I'm serious. A full month, I kept him on my bench, and I it was a sign of respect. And then I then I dropped him. But well, and then um, I, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think you could um, hover over his name. You couldn't click into like his, his season his stats? stats anymore. No, no, he was just on my roster. Hmm. I. I didn't even have the option to put him into the roster. There was, was no just, uh, designation for that. No. No, no they took There's his, not even an O 
for out. No, they well they didn't. I think they took his uh, position away. That's I, it was, it was that's a positionless exact. player on my roster. Uh, In any case, yeah, I kept him for a month. All so. right, very cool. Yeah. Um. Yep. Anything else, boys? We're gonna wrap this baby up. No, nope, that's the only way you can end it. That's a it. Podcast. We're calling it like we see it. Call it like you see it, hey, man. Call it like you see it. Uh, thank you so much for downloading and listening to us tonight. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the board podcast, on Twitter at on the board pod. That is it for us here in 2019, but we have some special content coming the next two weeks, and we'll be back with you uh, into January. January 5th. That's the next recording date. Cool. So, uh, you know, thanks everybody for, uh, you know, downloading us and taking the time to to listen to us ramble about meaningless things. Yep. And I hope you have a great holiday season, a great new year, and we'll talk to you in 2020. For Lance Dahl, Corey Bacoskas, Colby McKee, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to On The Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes!